celebrity body transformations and how you can have a similar transformation. This is something that has interested me for a long time and it's been showing up on my news feed a lot so I thought it'd be fun to talk about. It's nothing new really. I remember as a kid seeing Stallone's physique steadily improve and he was inspired by Steve Reeves I believe. It's something that's been in the mainstream and I remember not just with celebrities per se but when you'd see it in say Body for Life and those types of quote-unquote real world transformations they can be extremely inspiring when you see them at least when you see results that appear to be excellent but achievable when you see uh, transformations that seem unattainable it can be a little discouraging or just make you say okay well they cheated so I want to talk more about some of the recent transformations we've seen specifically in Hollywood and how we can achieve similar type results not necessarily to win a contest or, or anything like that but possibly but how we can use this for good inspiration and achieve to our highest One of the first celebrity transformations that springs to mind when I think about this was Gerard Butler getting ready for 300. He wasn't really well known prior to this film, so it's he he didn't quite come out of nowhere. He'd done a couple films like Phantom of the Opera. It wasn't like some of the other ones I'm going to discuss who came onto the scene with great shape. He was kind of known not not known for being in amazing shape. And, but he did get into ridiculous shape for a 300 and then the magazines and so on published what they claimed was his training program, which is a 300 workout, which is a massive circuit training program, basically, which, as I'm going to get into in a little bit, seems to be a running theme for a lot of these celebrity transformations. Um... The thing is, with, with him, he didn't seem to really maintain it. Shortly after the film came out, pictures were showing up of him in not awful shape, but also not anywhere close to his peak shape, we'll say, And which reminds me a bit of Brendan Fraser and how he got into amazing shape for Georgia the Jungle. And when that first came out, I remember being inspired by that, and he'd established himself in a couple films and then did Georgia the Jungle. And now, or recently at least, he's in let's say, not great shape. Uh, of course, it's very difficult to track down exactly what Brendan Fraser's training and diet looked like when he was training for that role. Christian Bale is another one that comes to mind. He did a really good transformation for American Psycho and then did a bizarre one for The Machinist and then put on weight for Batman Begins, which... I think was an okay transformation. He, he put on size, but he wasn't overly lean. Hugh Jackman, another great example. Actually, when I was living in Vancouver back in the early 2000s, I worked in a building where Hugh Jackman's 
stand-in for the second X-Men movie, Liv, and he talked to me about a little bit of how great shape Hugh Jackman was in. It was for the second X-Men movie where he really, really started to get into good shape. The first X-Men movie, he was kind of so-so, and then uh, as the X-Men movies progressed, he got better and better and better. This was quite cool to see the transformation before our eyes. So one of the more recent ones, uh, transformations that has been showing up all over the internet is this guy, I, I'm going to butcher his name, and he would call me names for that probably, uh, Kumail Nanjiani, I think is how you pronounce it. So I, I didn't know this guy very well. I believe I saw him in Silicon Valley, and I thought it was kind of funny. I sort of... He lost favor with me a little bit when he started virtue signaling because he felt that Ricky Gervais wasn't woke enough. And I love Ricky Gervais. I think he's the best living comedian at the moment. And so this guy saying, well, you don't, you know, pander to the extreme left enough for my liking. So blah, 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 blah. It's like, okay, you're, you're a self-righteous punk, whatever. So I didn't really certainly didn't follow him or anything, but pictures started coming out. I, th I guess he's in this movie called The Eternals, and he's had a pretty good physique transformation. And people have been speculating, is this guy on steroids? I don't know. I don't... I wouldn't think... It, to me, his physique doesn't look good enough that... I mean, it is, it is a good transformation, but it doesn't look to the point where it's like, this guy is definitely on juice. It's like, no, I think that's attainable. Uh, m much like some of the other ones. Actually, I found Chris Pratt's transformation for uh, Guardians of the Galaxy to be superior in the sense that th this other guy was just known for... He wasn't known for being necessarily in poor shape. He was just an average guy, whereas Chris Pat Pratt had kind of made a niche for himself being this chubby guy on Parks and Recreation and then suddenly transformed to being in fantastic shape. Again, not ridiculous like bodybuilders 2% body fat type physique but but in good shape uh, this was a, one of those inspiring ones um, there were others let me think here uh, Toby Maguire was a good one he kind of came out of nowhere as just sort of a skinny kid and then suddenly he shows up and he's in good shape there are other obviously great physiques in Hollywood. You can think of Henry Cavill or um, uh, Chris Hemsworth. Those guys kind of came onto the scene with a bit of a, a good physique. You know, Schwarzenegger also came onto the in, into the public eye as a good physique. So we didn't really see transformations per se. We, we saw good, potentially inspiring physiques, but not, we didn't see them transform from one body type into another. So, to start off with thinking about these accomplishments, let me actually just lay a bit of groundwork first. For most of my adult life, I've found body transformations to be inspiring. And I've tried to accomplish some of these goals. I've done multiple body transformation challenges. I've gotten into great shape, and then I've fallen back out of shape. Not deliberately, but then I'm like, okay, I'll do another transformation challenge. I've done many, many of them. I've learned some tricks, quote-unquote, to help with those, and 
I and some of these would be similar to what these these celebrities have. Number one, it starts with knowing that you've got something coming up. Body transformations are all about a difference of uh, the the contrast between your before and after. So, in a sense, you've it. It's more impressive if when there's a contrast whether the bigger the contrast so this is actually one thing I learned in some of the transformation challenges I did that I was so lean to start off with I wasn't I was just prior to getting abs and then I as I went on I got leaner but the thing is that the contrast between the two weren't great enough now to compensate for this what some people do is they'll do you know crazy tanning to try to make their muscles pop a bit or they'll change the camera angles or they'll do other photography tricks to try to enhance the appearance of change. Those are a bit cheeky and I think people are catching on to them, especially in this Instagram age where everything is about photography tricks, so I'm not really going to talk much about that. One thing I've noticed is that when I hop onto a transformation challenge kind of spur of the moment, while my results can be good, they're usually not award-winning. I think it works better when you pre-plan, you know one is coming up. So for example, right now, we're in uh, April, I know that there's going to be a transformation challenge, Tom Venuto's transformation challenge is coming up in, usually it starts around the beginning of June. So if I'm considering taking part in that, I've got a couple months that I can prepare for that. Now, how would I prepare for that? Well, I wouldn't bulk in the sense that I want to get fat because burning fat is hard and challenging and you don't want to get yourself into trouble. But on the other hand, I probably wouldn't focus on a lot of making my abs pop. I'd want core strength, but not necessarily doing a lot of ab work. I'd want to work on my strength development so that I can so that I can build in fact I would want to focus on building muscle because muscle is metabolic so focusing on building muscle ma maintaining as far as not adding any extra fat but also it wouldn't be the necessarily the uh, the muscular swelling type hypertrophy style training necessarily so actually in fact that's kind of what I'm doing right now is I'm focusing on adding strength which which is probably the the wise idea if you've given yourself that time to prepare um, the, the the next thing that celebrities have and and also these transformation things have is they do have a deadline they have a deadline as far as when they've got to show up on screen and along with that deadline they've got a hell of a lot of leverage now they've they their career is somewhat on the line but at, at least their their I guess dignity is on the line right they want to look good when they show up on screen now obviously there's a lot of CGI and things that the filmmakers can do to enhance whatever we're not going to talk about that but it's it's kind of interesting way because the movie studios are similar in the in this case to companies like it, it's oftentimes supplement companies that are running transformation challenges right what they want to do is they want to show off their product using the models using the the body uh, 
the physiques that they're demonstrating saying you know look how good our product is and and whatever it's it's a selling tool um, so it's it's probably not a bad thing necessarily to be aware of that but in the end if you if you want to have those results and that it's probably more helpful to keep in mind that having a specific deadline is important having leverage on yourself like I said the actors they're like well if I show up on screen I, I have to do it so if I show up and I look not great that's not going to be good for me I'm going to be embarrassed and not just embarrassed on a small scale embarrassed in front of millions even tens of millions of people so having that kind of leverage in psychology they call it carrots and sticks so the carrot dangling in front of you for incentive and and the stick behind you whapping you saying you'd better accomplish it or else <laughs> making sure you've got those in place is extremely helpful psychologically now one area I think we tend to cop out is thinking while well, these celebrities yes they're in a sense sponsored by the film studios the studios have a lot riding on it so that they're going to invest in them they're going to get them the world famous trainers and the best equipment and the best supplements and who knows even maybe sometimes uh, what do we want to call them extracurricular supplements maybe who knows that to me is a bit of a cop-out it's the same with if you're complaining well I haven't got great genetics that's weak you know don't fall into that don't make excuses for yourself no one has ever accomplished anything on the back of excuses great fitness athletes and great physique models didn't weren't born that way okay they got there through deliberate hard work and maybe they haven't some of them have a slight edge in terms of genetics who gives a shit out of our control let's not focus on that let's focus on how we can become our best uh, part of this has to do with the diet so this is one where yes these celebrities have people making all their meals for them that is a huge advantage because it you don't want to spend all day in the kitchen you don't want to get home because you know we are not celebrities acting and modeling is not our nine-to-five job we have to do other things to pay the bills we have families we have friends we have lives we have hobbies all these kinds of things that make it unrealistic to to spend our lives in the kitchen preparing meals much less knowing what exactly those should consist of in terms of which foods are going to help us achieve our goals and in what quantities and them preparing them like chicken is not an easy thing to prepare for me uh, nor are eggs but they're amazing foods and then but then if you overdo it are you you know what I mean there's a lot that goes into it so we do have to try to 
try to do our best with it, but understand it. Very likely, it's going to be a process of trial and error. Even for the celebrity uh, uh, dietitians and nutritionists and whatever, it's going to be the same thing. They don't know exactly how their clients are going to respond to certain foods. So there's going to be a certain amount of what works for you, what doesn't. We hear a lot of, oh, it's chicken, broccoli, chicken, broccoli. You can't live off just chicken and broccoli. Uh, on that subject, I'll make a quick little word on supplements because this is another touchy area where I, I've said in the past I was really upset when I bought Body for Life as a 18, 19 year old and found out it was basically an advertisement for his supplement brand and he said, you know, 90% of people can't succeed without supplements, which is bullshit. Um, supplements can play a role but they're not necessary they're convenient that's the bottom line so when we're talking about supplements there's there's three primary well maybe four there so let's start at the beginning caffeine some kind of pre-workout I find to be extremely helpful in the morning you know I don't I don't really like coffee so for some people, it's get up and have your coffee. For me, it's get up and have my pre-workout, which has got a couple pump agents, whatever. It's, it's mainly the caffeine. It's just to give me a boost. First thing off, I have a good workout. So I enjoy that. It's not necessary. Anybody who tells you you need this, and this is a missing link, shut up. So next, I generally have a post-workout uh, protein shake. And I'll put creatine in that as well. So pre creatine and uh, whey powder. Uh, that's mainly because you, you need a good shot of fast-absorbing protein to, you know, help with the muscle recovery and muscle growth and all that. And for me, it's the most, like I say, convenient way to do that. Creatine is a proven uh, supplement to help with uh, strength and size, etc. When to take it, you can take it pre-workout, you can take it post-workout, you can take it both. Sometimes I actually, some pre-workouts come with some creatine in it. I consider it a bonus when it does, so you've got a little bit there. I remember ages ago saying it's, it's it used to be the thing that you would take it with grape juice or whatever to get an insulin spike to shove it into your muscles. I, I think that's been debunked and that's kind of nonsense. Uh, that being said, Taking it post-workout when your muscles are depleted might have a slightly more anabolic effect, but if you want the, you know, the creatine benefits pre-workout, it might be, it might be beneficial. But the thing is, creatine stores, you know, uh, it might be the case that you've they're already full pre-workout. Anyway, I, I don't think it really matters. I don't think it makes a huge difference. Uh, taking a little bit, the thing is. If you overdo it, if you have a little bit too much, your body's just going to flush it anyway. So having a little pre-workout, a little post-workout, uh, probably not a bad idea. Anyway, creatine's a great one. Um, and finally, greens powder. And this is just because I don't like eating vegetables. I, I try, but I'm not good at eating vegetables. So having a green supplement in there to, to get a lot of the... Um, the micronutrients basically a lot of the fiber keep regular all those kinds of things just keep healthy right i think this sometimes gets forgotten is is 
if your body is one is is a whole, organism as a whole yes there are individual parts they all need to work together but you need all the things working together so if you're depleted in anywhere this is where multivitamins might have a purpose too i don't often have a multivitamin usually i will have some vitamin d just because it's a, it's a fantastic one that you know will help support hormones and and help with the immune system and all that i love uh i'll take a daily uh vitamin t vitamin d capsule as well usually um omega-3 fish oil not necessarily a bad one although i find they i don't like the fish burps you get uh, but that's about it as far as supplements you know they're, they're just convenience they're just to get in all the nutrients uh, whether it's macronutrients or micronutrients, uh, macronutrients being protein, carbs, fat, uh, micronutrients being vitamins, minerals. Um, that being said, I just said carbs. I don't take carb supplements. I used to. There was, there was some, you know, uh, what it was, uh, Vitargo. They said to take branched-chain amino acids. Don't take that crap. Um, carbs, actually, so the thing with them post-workout, supposedly they're, they're protein-sparing and what that means is that if your body needs to break down, if it's in an energy uh, depletion and it needs to break it down from a nutrient source, you don't want it breaking it down from your amino acids, from your protein, from your muscle, those types of things. So carbs give it a, a source of energy your body can readily use. The, the preferable thing is that it uses your fat for energy, but, you know, you in, in the absence of it doing that, you know, having some carbs is a good idea. Uh, I prefer slower digesting carbs. Post-workout, the ideal for me, I, I like a little bit of oatmeal. Not much. Just I'll usually have maybe a quarter cup. Uh, sometimes I'll, I'll do a banana, actually, when I'm specifically strength training. And I know that my, my uh, muscle stores, my energy are a little bit low. But I'll usually only have about half a banana. So... Uh, but those those are some ideas. Uh, but definitely, I don't take carb supplements. I think those are a good... For me, they're a good way to get fat quickly. So this is a big one. I think it's... It, it breaks down into other subcategories, but it's the next thing I'd say that is important that celebrities have for their transformations and pretty much every successful body transformation challenge I've done I've had this when when I say what it is you might think it sounds a little bit arrogant but what it is is you need an intelligently designed diet and training plan and this breaks down into a bunch of subcategories because you also need the regular drive you need it built into this program to have the daily motivation to have the determination the will to do these things uh, those could probably be categories of them, their, their own to have the, the self-discipline uh, to do what's needed in, in the hard times. Um, but I, th I think it, it maybe works a little bit better to try to view it as that's built into the plan. That's part of the specific diet and uh, uh, training plan. Of course, in order to have an intelligently designed program you need to understand what it requires to accomplish these things so you need to understand a certain amount about diet and exercise science and uh, what works what works 
in general, what works based on what science teaches us, what works anecdotally with yourself. Uh, so understanding yourself is a huge one. Um, understanding, understanding the, the, I mean, the more you can learn, the better, really. So if you understand uh, the, the functions of different muscles, then that can help extraordinarily because then you can work the muscle in all kinds of uh, multiple functions as well as, uh, as well as targeted specific training protocols. Understanding how calories work, how the various macronutrients work, how to time them throughout the day, those kinds of things is part of building in your plan and building in the plan, building the plan, putting it together, knowing yourself, knowing your tendencies, knowing that if you don't have a snack every few hours, you're going to start having massive cravings, those kinds of things. And this, this actually is a category that's tough because there is definitely a case of information overload these days. The internet is amazing at a lot of things. One of the things it's amazing at is having all kinds of contradictory information and lots of good stuff out there to confuse us and make us question ourselves and not know what's what. Uh, this does demonstrate the importance of having some good trusted sources and knowing where to go for this information. Basically, all you can do is do your best. That's what it comes down to. That's actually the case. That That's a good rule of thumb for this entire layout is just do your best. Do the best you can. Leave nothing behind. And, you know, the rest will follow. As far as the specifics of a diet and training protocol, I've done a lot of research on this and I see a lot of similar things. A lot of the celebrity superhero type uh, transformations tend to have what would be called metabolic resistance style training programs. That's when you, essentially it's the idea behind CrossFit where you're doing work that fatigues you, your muscles, it's got some resistance, but it's also going to be uh, a lot of um, supersets, jumping from one exercise to another, exhausting yourself, so a lot of fatigue involved, as well as, but doing it with, with the resistance movements. To be honest, for the average Joe, I don't know if this is the best route to go. Lately, I've found that it seems to be more beneficial to focus your resistance training, your strength training, all that stuff. Keep that toward, with a mind towards building muscle and maintaining muscle. And let the primary source of your fat burning be your caloric control. You can throw in some supplemental cardio to separating it from your, your weight training. That's perfectly fine. But trying to do too many things at once I think can lead to confusion and potentially suboptimal results. That's not to suggest that these types of training are altogether useless. I think there is a time and place for them and I think they can be good in terms of building muscle volume. I've done them before. I think they're okay. 
just I find I I get a better overall body composition when I don't do it that way. In fact, sometimes what I actually do is I will do that type of metabolic resistance training on alternating days and strength training days on alternating days. That's a little bit of trying a little bit of everything and quite frankly, I think it can be quite effective and give you the fat burning effect as well as the muscle growing benefits. And I would say there's no question that when I do my higher volume days, the cellular swelling effect is noticeable. But it's not also not the be-all, end-all. And I will say my last transformation where I focused more on that style of training, wanting to do both uh, training the muscles and getting the fat-burning effect, I have to say, I looked small at the end of it. That's why I'm hoping this next time when I focus more on on strength and really pushing hard and building the muscles in that way and separating the metabolic stuff that it will offer a like more dense looking muscles. This falls under the same kind of category which is having a system of measurement, having a way to measure your progress. A lot of times what you want to do is to make progress in terms of how you look. You want to look better in the mirror, but that's usually not quite enough to measure, which is why at the very least use a scale, step on it basically every day at the same time, try to keep consistent with that. As far as measuring, also measure your food measure and log and track your food extremely important if you want to make progress in a time frame such as this okay so just to wrap it up uh, what are the things that contribute towards celebrity transformations that we can make use of so advanced notice leverage a deadline system of measurement drive discipline a training program that challenges your muscles in a way that that will elicit the growth and will take into account where you're currently at. Uh, a dietary approach that will help you get lean and support the muscle growth. And one final thing, purchasing my personal supplement line. Okay, that's all for now. Oh, funny son of a bitch.